1: Welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, my name's David Edgar, I'm your host and I'm joined this week by another pod debutant, please welcome Rangers blogger Alex Staff. Alex, thank you very much for joining us.
0: It's absolutely my pleasure David, how
1: are you doing? I am grand mate, how's life?
0: It's, uh, it's pretty good, I should say just now that uh, Joanna says hello, um, as you mentioned before on the pod you managed to get me to meet my lovely lady on... Through, through, the, through your musical stylings,
1: exactly. So I mean, this—I don't want people thinking you know I'm arrogant and all the rest of it. And uh, you know, David, but but basically, I changed your life. Um, with with just you know just the power of of my ability and i I think that's important to 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 mention we also should a mutual friend of both ours uh we should send our best wishes to Cami, who will have made an honest uh an honest woman of his bidey in melissa today in las vegas i believe he should be doing it right about now actually as we're recording this
0: so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that she'll let him have a really good day because this is his special day. But she's got another two or three of those before she meets her dream man. So exactly, look exactly. He's
1: got man. You know,
0: needs, it needs to be that he's enjoyed that. You
1: know, I think it's great. Cammy will finally lose his virginity tonight. You'd hope, um, <laughs> oh. you know, just just to consummate <laughs> it. But I kind of feel like it's not so much that I'm gaining uh another family member in Melissa as finally being able to lose the kind of. Idiot special needs brother that I don't acknowledge, um, we're finally putting him into the home. It kind of feels like that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I can see why
0: you feel that. Like I, I can, can see, I can
1: see. I always, I always say Cammy, Cammy's like the little brother that I don't acknowledge. So um, it's been a long time you've been carrying him. <laughs> yeah, fuck aye, and that's not easy. Maybe why my back's fucked. Anyway, <laughs> that's not what the listeners are here. The listeners are here to talk after hear us talk about the match on Sunday. Our biggest match of the season, Alex. I don't think it's unfair to say that. So yes,
0: as. Um, and Pedro seems to agree Whenever it's a knockout match as well uh, it's, it's definitely It's one that I think We should be confident of winning But certainly uh, it's, a, it's a big match So um, the nerves will be there as well
1: I think that Until we get the first trophy The first major trophy And be it a League Cup or Scottish Cup The title obviously being the dream Until we get the first one Post-demotion then it's an albatross it absolutely is and I've said this before when I've heard people be a little bit dismissive of the League Cup one we're not in a position to be dismissive about anything at the moment and two the League Cup's always been good to us in some really bad years in the early 80s I remember the League Cup was a a bit of a beacon of hope and that doesn't necessarily make it a, a mean that it would do long term if we were picking up the odd League Cup we're not Aberdeen but as a first step then I think this is a trophy that we absolutely should be looking at and saying we've got a really good chance of picking this thing up
0: I don't think there would be very many players who wouldn't tell you that winning just breeds that bit more confidence and further further winning again you know Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I agree with those who said that the loss of the Scottish Cup final against Hibs was really what killed the start of the next season under Warburton their last season so I think any sort of trophy would hopefully see some of these guys kick on. Not many of them have experienced that, so mm. it would be good to to give them that, give them that hunger to go and win more of it.
1: I agree uh, with the Warburton point because it cast such a pall over the summer that didn't lift, and it meant that when we didn't start on you know with all guns blazing, it carried on. I also think you've yeah, gone back in, in recent history. Jose Mourinho's used League Cup wins at uh, Chelsea. Uh, and Manchester United as, as sort of a launch pad and he's always said it's a bit of silverware It's getting it into their head and going back further Rangers history 1986 Skull Cup final Davy Cooper penalty we 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 get the trophy and that team suddenly has something concrete to show for it and I do yeah. I agree with you I think it's vital now I play Mother. We've, we've played them already this season and we won 2-1 a game that Rangers I thought dominated the first half um, but gave away Chances we missed. Louis Moltz miss in particular was a was a really bad one. Um, scored early, threatened to Josh. Josh Windass's best moment in a Rangers shot with a, yeah. a, a great run and, and shot. Uh, second half, Motherwell came more into it. it was even we got a penalty, got the win. We're a better team than we were that day. That that I think I I would say that confidently. Is that a fair comment, or am I deluding myself?
0: Absolutely fair, yeah. Well, we're, we're a bit more settled, and there's there's players like well, I mean, on that day, I'm pretty sure uh, Tavernier didn't start, did he? Uh, it was Hudson, wasn't it? I think did have yep. pick no, up no, a no, knock right. or something yep. like that. Yeah. Um, um, now they are straight away is an improvement because he's having, in my opinion, a great start to the season. Uh, so 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 they are, you know, in terms of an attacking plays an improvement straight away. I would. Predicate this by saying that Motherwell are probably In a better position in the world well that day as well uh, Louis Moult was just coming back To some fitness and we know he's a dangerous player um, and they've, they've got a bit of a settled System now and They've started the season quite well
1: mm-hmm. Actually It was a fantastic win for them in the quarters to get here I don't think yeah. many people would have Expected them to win that match, I didn't and for them to not only win it But the manner in which they did Were they where they steamrolled Aberdeen that night And Mote in particular Tore that sheep defence apart
0: Yeah, he did He did, yes Now, um, we've had discussions around Louis Mote um, And uh, I think that game in particular Was one which went against my view of him Not being that great but uh, he he wasn't he wasn't fully fit the day We played them in the first the first game of the season. He wasn't at his best. We know he's a dangerous player. We know um, the young player. I think he plays wide right. Chris Cadden, yes. very good player for he's him as well. Player, yeah, he, he'll um, be moving
1: on. I think uh, in the not too distant future because he he's a talent.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's someone actually um, from a an Rangers perspective. I would not mind us having a look at at all. He can play anywhere down the right hand side, right back, right mid. Uh, Andy would be Quite a useful Young player to get I think um, It's whether or not We could compete With the sort of teams That are going to be Coming in for him Because I think As you say English Championship Will be yeah. uh, Calling a waste well, so, he's,
1: he's just a punt At that level isn't he I mean for them They can go in And spend You know uh, 750 grand A million quid And if he works out Great and if he doesn't No no harm no foul
0: Yeah exactly Yeah a bit more A bit more of a risk For us they, they, It turns out Motherwell are the only team and Scottish football who play more crosses than we do um, it's going to be one of those games where you're just watching there's going to be a lot of balls slung into the box from all over the place and, and that alone can be quite nervy for mm. the fans never mind uh, anything else that they bring so although yeah,
1: can we yeah. be a bit more confident post McDermott Park because I thought that was the best Rangers have looked at dealing with crosses in a long long time
0: uh, it was yeah um it'll be interesting actually to see if we use the same defensive setup for set pieces Um, because we left a few players forward against St Johnson and made it just you know short numbers in the box not too many people needed to attack it but I don't know if he'll do the same against Motherwell because they are better at the set pieces than St Mm. Johnson and he might want to pack the box and make that more difficult we should be more confident Cardoso looked his best so far at dealing with that style of play on Friday night there, so he, uh, he you know, that alone will make us a, a bit more confident going in. But it's just, it's one of those things when the team's swinging the ball in that often from set pieces or from all over the pitch, anything can happen. Yeah, anyway.
1: you can get lucky once. That's that's absolutely true. In terms of team selection, I think we're going to line up with the same the same team that started with one change. I think we'll see Ryan Jack come in for Jason Holt. I don't foresee any other changes. What was your take?
0: Only other change will be Anik for for Dunningham.
1: Yes, of course, of course. Yeah, um, we
0: always forget that one.
1: Yeah. We do always forget that one. It's it's a, it's a modern thing. I mean, I understand it, but I I'm not sure how I feel about it because I do get the logic behind it. But then equally, will he change in the final? Because you could argue that's not fair. But then you could also argue surely you have to pick your best team in a final. It, it's a tough one. I, I I'm not sure I know the the, the right answer.
0: Kaschina has pretty much confirmed that if we get to the final, anical will play. Mm. Um, I don't. He calls him. Or he, I don't know if it's a slight translation thing when he said cup goalkeeper, because I doubt he'll play in the Scottish Cup games if Fodenham's fit. Mm. But uh, yeah, like yourself, I can I can see the logic both ways. I think uh, a reserve keeper certainly needs some some games somewhere. There's there's nothing now. There's no reserve league. We wouldn't want to harm the. Progressive and under 20s goalkeeper by playing Him there over age so You know there's, there's absolutely nothing so The odd game here or there keeps Him interested if nothing else Yes uh, because You wouldn't want a keeper who's Pretty much mentally shut off to have To come in suddenly and play 5-10 games if Foddeningham got injured Yes you know? and that, that's uh, when you're,
1: you're then Only really being able to sign a veteran Who's happy to basically Sit on the bench 80% of the time
0: yeah, like jokes done
1: for his last yes. season Yeah, Although he got fed up with it himself and, and, you know, almost like Playing in these games whetted his appetite a bit And yeah. uh, he ended, I mean, Alnick's looked all right I haven't, haven't, We haven't seen a lot of him But what we've seen, he's looked very competent so far I Certainly haven't had anything that's made me think This is going to be a worry that he's playing Although I do think that Wes is having a good season I think Wes
0: is having a great season um, I'm a fan of him Especially... I know a lot of people get a bit wound up by his distribution, but I think it's, it's pretty good in the main. Um, he's a good goalkeeper. He's having a great season. And he pretty much got his heel, though, if you look at his performance against Partick Thistle. Yeah, he was
1: uh, terrific.
0: He made some great saves that night. So he deserves a chance to, to play in this game. And hopefully... It won't be a discussion point, but I guess we'll
1: find out. That's always a concern because uh, you look the other night, Benfica, uh, they put in their young keeper, when the, an 18-year-old keeper, I believe he was the youngest goalkeeper ever to, to to play in the Champions League, and if you haven't seen it, look, look it up on YouTube, it's, it's a horrible blunder, it's a, a cross into the box uh, from a free kick, there's nobody near him, and he, he Collects it, but steps back over the line with it, and the poor guy was just shattered. You can see it. They had a, a much more experienced goalkeeper on the bench, so the manager was getting it, the youngster was getting it, and the problem is, as a goalkeeper, if you make a mistake, you know that you you there is nowhere to hide, and you'll get it more than any other position on the pitch. I think even a striker. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. Um, a goalkeeper's mistakes stick with them for ages
1: Um well, look at Cammie Bell
0: yeah exactly yeah you're, and you're not allowed to I think a goalkeeper could make one two three mistakes Andy Gorham when he first came in obviously took a bit of stick for some mistakes he had to go in and become basically one of our best keepers if not the best ever for people to get past some of that you yeah. know um, it was it, it, can, it can stick with a goalkeeper forever and then suddenly any time they're in the fans are groaning when the ball goes anywhere near them and that pressure tells and for an eighteen-year-old kid last night, oh, uh, sorry, yeah,
1: Wednesday
0: night, it was uh, it was um, a bit of a howler for him,
1: wasn't it? I felt it's, one of those games you worry about I for the future. For. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think Rio Ferdinand said afterwards that he's because of this, it's, his career can go two ways. Here, he either gets over it and recovers, or it totally destroys his confidence, and it's three, four seasons before he he gets back to the level he was at. But uh, but he had a hair band, so. Limited <laughs> sympathy, you know. You'll get your hair cut. You'll look like a girl. Um, yes. Something that the papers, of course, can't focus on Rangers Motherwell, which is such a big game for both clubs at Hamden. It's good. For that, that's not enough for them, so they have to try and find an angle. And the one that they seem to have found are some comments by uh, a Motherwell defender, a new guy this season, Peter Hartley, I believe the chap's name is, where he's made some comments that I think. Because the the club that he's at Maybe haven't had the attention That they would have got Or not the attention But haven't caused the same conflagration uh, They would have done Maybe from a Rangers player Before a Celtic match Or vice versa uh, He made some comments about Alfredo Morelos You can go and look them up uh, If you're listening And you, you don't know what we're talking about But they, they were fairly I thought Direct to the point of Almost insulting
0: to the point of almost bringing the game into disrepute when yeah. you talk about having fights after the game and stuff. It, I know it was done jokingly, so I don't want to overreact to it. But it, it verged on it, you know. And, and I really believe had it been the other way around, yes. Had it been a Rangers player saying it about a Motherwell player, there would have been a bigger deal made of it. I agree. That's part of part and parcel of being the big club, you know. I get that, but it was yeah, it was a, a rather strange comment, even if it was meant as a throwaway. I don't see what the guy thinks he can achieve with it. I'm not sure. I think it's um, playing
1: into this this attempt to make Morellis out as a loose cannon that hasn't really been borne out. This, season. I, I just maybe it's me. Is it me? I, I just don't see it. He's got.
0: He's certainly not shy, and he's he plays with anything. a certain amount of aggression. But I don't think he's done anything too wild. People talked about a kick out in the game against Partick Fassell. That was absolutely nothing. Yeah couldn't believe it even got highlighted by anybody It was there was nothing to that at all um, that aside yeah he, he doesn't mind the physical play and gives away the odd foul by you know having the temerity to have his neck grabbed by a player <laughs> or whatever but um, yeah he, he's not I don't think he's done anything that I would describe as, as loose cannon I remember his first game I remember watching them dive in for a challenge, and I thought, "Oh, here we go." Yes, <laughs> um, that's a strikers tackle right there. But to be honest, he hasn't done that since. So, uh, I don't see where it's came from. It's, uh, I, I guess, it's a uh, typical Scottish football, really. Yeah, um, in that uh, regard.
1: Now, uh, moving moving on, right? we'll, we'll come to this in, in in a minute, but I think that that's just such a good sort of um, uh, intro to it. Moving on, as a blogger, you're clearly someone who like ourselves with this podcast and like you know other is finding that the the media aren't catering to your needs as a as a a reader and i think that that's that's when any if you look at music whenever a, a, a movement springs up it's because the mainstream isn't providing what's what's required what was your motivation to go in and start a blog and what what kind of things can the can the listeners expect when they go and, and visit it and you know plug it here? The time time to give it the yeah, give it no it the problem
0: moment. at all. Um, just to begin with, in, in terms of plugging the the website or the Twitter handle is at Rangers News UK. Every article that we do, um, there's a few of us writing for them now, will be linked up there. Um, my, my main motivation really is that for me there wasn't an awful lot aside from yourself. Um, and maybe another couple of blogs that I'm sure people could name. There's not an awful lot out there that talks about Rangers and really only talks about Rangers. Mm. You know, um, in fact, it seemed to me from a distance that Rangers fans spent more time talking about Celtic bloggers who are talking about Rangers <laughs> than than anybody else. You know, um, and again, we know the names involved in that. So, Absolutely. so I just felt was oh, it was an opportunity to. To do a bit of writing firstly, which I enjoy um, and I don't do enough of, so so that I opened up there. To talk about something I enjoy talking about um, and also to try and offer something that's a pro-rangers view. I think it's fair to say, David, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's fair to say that my, my views aren't always um, aligned with the mainstream.
1: You're very, you're, you're very positive, that's what I can I, be, see. If yeah, you, I, see if you get upset at the. Con- see, you're the anti Scott. That's what I would say to our listeners. If you want to check out Alex' stuff, and you'll hear in the coming months when Alex is on the show, he's sort of like I don't know if you'd have met him, but in Superman three, where there was, you know, Clark Kent fighting Dark Superman.
0: Yes. And yes.
1: then Superman emerged. Um, that, that that's you two. You're the two different the different sides of the range Scott. Everything's shite and I want to set fire to everything. Whereas you're like, <laughs> it's all going to come together in a minute. Calm down.
0: Actually, I should say, that's quite a nice little segue, actually, in talking about setting fire to everything. October the 20th is World Values Day, yes. which is basically why Scott wasn't available for this. <laughs> um, and I think we all know where I'm leading
1: to in that. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> but, yeah, we'd, be li- yeah. Yeah, we'd be leading to a sentence of three to five, I think. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, given given his, 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 his recent track record. But, yeah. But,
0: um, I- so, yeah, I, as I was saying, the, the blogging was more... Uh, it was more an attempt to try and get... Some, some engagement with Rangers fans about Rangers that was a bit more football-based or, or even just wider, you know. Um, it doesn't have to be just about Rangers. A couple of the blogs have been a bit more just football in general. Um, it, I find that we spend a hell of a lot of time in Scottish football talking about negatives or talking about things that, it, you, you said earlier, the media should be focused on the fact that this is a big semi-final.
1: Yes.
0: It's a, it's a big game. It's Especially, you know, Motherwell don't get to the semi-finals too often in these competitions. So, you know, why not focus on a bit of that? There's plenty of history there for Motherwell for p- previous teams they could be talking about, the Ali Maxwell times, etc. But instead, they want to, you know, start up a bit more. No doubt, by the time people um, hear the pods here and the press conferences have been done, there'll be something twisted yep. out of all recognition yep, and uh, it'll just kick off again.
1: That, for me, is... And I've spoken about this in the pod before, so apologies for people repeating, but I think it bears repeating. That The the motivation for me was... I just never heard anything in the media where people talked about football. They talked a lot about things related to football. They talked a lot about, if you like, symptoms. But they they, they very rarely told me anything about what was likely to happen on the park why it happened that way on the park why certain things continued to happen there was none of that yet my mates did and their mates did and Mark's website did and I just thought this is not reflective of what football fans are interested in because the people reporting on it for some reason don't have the faith that the game itself is the reason that we come to it and I think that's why you see such fascination and then picking over things like sectarianism and things like um, full controversy etc because I think that to them they feel well they can't all be just coming for football that they think there must be more to it than that and I just don't believe it is I think that there's a reason that people watch so many games of football that don't involve their team and talk about it I think there's a reason that people keep coming back year on year and it's it's the game it's football and it's about how teams line up and it's about why certain players do certain things that lead to other things and things that not being a professional player I I would like to hear about and have explained to me and I think that it's, it's a kind of sad reflection on the mainstream media in Scotland that the fans are having to do it for themselves. And like I've said before, it's punk rock. It's When your needs are not being addressed, you just go, fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. And I really think that that's what the kind of growth in Rangers Online activity is is because of.
0: Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, the, the evidence is there as well. It's not difficult for them to find. Even some of the publications are turning to to guys like uh, Doogie Wright now, mm. who does a lot of the, the, stat, the statistics stuff. Um, and they'll, you know, they'll get him to do an article for them, and those are more read than the nonsense that they come up with. So, so you know, surely when they see that sort of evidence, you would think someone would say, maybe a little change in approach here is what we need to do. It's not as if um, a lot of the mainstream media is, is thriving. No, so exactly. You would have thought someone, someone might have taken them aside and said, this isn't working, guys. Let's have a look at something else.
1: I think that there are a couple of younger journalists that I know, like Craig Fowler who uh, and Joel Sked who were on the Terrace podcast again had came out of that culture in much the same way as in the 80s um, a lot of the kind of music writers came out of the punk fanzine movement yeah. and if you look at the stuff they do they stay almost assiduously clear of the crap and talk about football and their stuff is, is stuff I'll read whereas I'd completely given up on you know articles from because it's just bollocks. Whereas if you get the older guard, they tend not to to be interested in filing that sort of thing. They tend to file just the stuff they've always written about, and maybe it's just a comfort thing for them. And maybe it's the fact that everyone in a job they've been in a while they get comfy and they find that their way they don't the resistant to change and I think that that's been the case but but yeah and I mean Alex's blog is definitely one you should go and check out because of that you'll get you know the rangers perspective which is obviously is great especially in a country we don't see it too often but you'll also get breakdowns of why things happened and what has gone right and what has gone wrong and what needs to be addressed and the consequences of it and and for me it just builds the understanding of the game and that that I think is is such an important thing so, so
0: what was that address again, Alex? It's at Rangers News UK on Twitter. Um, the the website itself is rangersnews.uk. UK. Um, they they tend to everything gets posted up on the Twitter. They tend to kind of focus on that. Um, oh, there's a as I say, there's a few writers now along with myself on that on that site and links to to other sites as well where you'll get a lot of football content if you're looking for anything a bit wider.
1: Now, moving back to the game then, just before we we sign off for today, one thing we were talking about before we came on air, and I'm always intrigued by this because there was the press call today at Hamden, and Bruno Alves was sent there for Rangers. And first of all, I always think it's bizarre that these guys go along and then they're pictured in their kit because they must go. And turn up and they go, right, go and get changed. <laughs> and they <go> and get, <laughs> unless but, they do a Superman style. Yeah, to
0: stand underneath, yeah, <laughs> possibly. Um, but it just,
1: it, it, as if, you know, do we need them to be in a strip? Can we not Bruno Alves standing there? Is that not enough? I would
0: have thought so. Probably a sponsorship thing. Uh. Uh,
1: yeah, but
0: or even just... Yeah, why not just throw angel stuff on, <laughs> yeah, a ranger top on? scarf? Uh, keep the
1: jeans on or <laughs> something, you know? I didn't uh, he was in full kit, and I just thought, that's bizarre. But the, the thing that was interesting to me was that it was Bruno Alves. Now, Bruno will likely captain us on Saturday. seems to have taken over from Graham Dorans as the first choice captain, uh, understandably given his, his experience and his stature and what we're told what he's like in the in the dressing room. But although Lee Wallace isn't going to play you would have thought that this was possibly something he could still go along and, and do and represent Rangers at. Uh, it may be that the sponsors have said, no, we want whoever will be your captain on on, on Sunday to be there. I don't know. But it, it just seems... Uh, am I reading too much into this? Be- or are we maybe looking at the start of possibly a kinda club captain and on-field captain situation?
0: Possibly. I think... I maybe hold slightly different views on the captaincy from a lot of football fans in Scotland. Um, in terms of, I, I think it's it's mostly symbolic, and your leader on the park doesn't need to have the armband on. Um, so, in that respect, if, if Pedro feels in any way like that at all, then he's not going to make the change because there's no need to. It's you know, it's all rather. Meaningless in that respect You know It can keep Wallace As club captain And on-field captain Without You know but Fooling the knowledge Sorry That Bruno's going to Influence the game anyway
1: And without the embarrassment Of stripping Yeah, yeah Someone and, and you're right It does seem to be A peculiarly British thing
0: I think so Yeah I don't I could be wrong I, I don't have the highest level of Experience in any football Anywhere else obviously But uh, I, It just doesn't seem to Be made as, quite as big a deal of And, and you'll remember back in the Le Guin days when he first came in and said, the captaincy's not that big a deal when everybody seemed to lose their <laughs> shit. Um, but, you know, he was just kind of reflecting the culture there. It's yeah. not it's not about who's got the armband on. And I know they'll do things off the field, um, which which are useful, you know, in terms of, I believe, they negotiate bonuses and things like that, or certainly they did in the past, yeah. but... Whether or not, to me, whoever wears the armband on the park I, I've captained football teams in the past It was neither because I was the best player or the most influential It was because I was stupid enough to do it yes. you know. Um, so it, there's, no, there's no reason why he needs to take it off Wallace Even if he still sees Alves as the leader on the pitch mm. But you're right, Wallace could absolutely have done this press call He could have Showing up, no problem. Wouldn't even need to have got it stripped, although it does seem to have been a thing. And the fact that it's a semi-final makes me think I'm not going to ask for we well, want your captain on the day. Where well, was it the final? Then yes, I think they would have made that demand. But I think I don't know. It could. it could be overreacting. It could simply have been that.
1: Bruno you drew the short story. Or <laughs> <the 100%. laughs> well, Lee went, nah, I'm swerving this. You, you can take <laughs> yeah. it. If I'm not yeah. even playing, then uh, no. But I must admit, he did look good uh, with his hands on that trophy. So uh, that's yeah, that's it's... something to look forward to. Uh, just a quick thing before we go, Alex. Uh, Hamden is a venue for semi finals. And in fact, Hamden, I suppose, that opens up to the bigger question. We're hearing about there are some doubts about its future. Now, I know that certainly the cynical part of me goes, this is the start of the softening up for we're giving every game to, to Celtic yeah. Park. But but realistically, a I mean, what are your feelings about using the National Stadium for semi-finals as, w- as well as finals? But B, what do you see Hamden's future being?
0: Um, for the semi-finals question, oh, I suppose I, in fact it probably links to both here. Um, what you mentioned there, the cynical side of you softening up for everything going to Celtic Park—that's the exact reason Hamden needs to be kept. Scottish football, the last thing Scottish football needs right now is any notion of bias or favouritism. It's bad enough as it is. And Hamden can just be that nice neutral place that they use for Scotland games and they use for finals and potentially semi finals. It's got a little bit of tradition and history behind it that, you know, separates us from other countries. And, and, and around Europe, who often don't have like a national stadium, um, I, I just feel that, if, as you say, if, if we make that move and we start moving them around the country, there will be cries of favouritism when most of the games are going to either Celtic Park, Ibrox, you know, mm. um, and the rest of Scottish football is just going to rebel against it. So, that respect, I, I would I would like to see kept. I think I would keep using it for semi-finals purely to allow for that. You know, no real home advantage thing, although it's going to feel like a home game for us on Sunday given the amount of tickets we've got. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe in saying that though, some of the semi finals only sell about 10,000, don't they? Yeah. And a, it's a sad uh,
1: sight to be honest. It, it is. When seen, it is. You know, and, and yeah. those are the ones, I mean, don't get me wrong, see if it's Ranger Celtic. It, it it has to be there because yeah. it has to be a neutral stadium and it has to be half and half. I get that, but there are times when I look at In and, and this you know set of semi-finals, you know four teams, central belt and you know Hibs relatively big support. So yeah, I, I get it, I really do, but I just maybe not locked down because I think that you could have an occasion where you get. Be it, you know Hibs versus Ross County, and then clearly maybe Pitodri would be the the sensible venue for that one because uh, it, it's a terrible look as well when you've got ten thousand people in a in a fifty two thousand seater stadium.
0: You're right, yeah. Um, it's supposed to be a bit of a showcase, yeah, in some way. Um, and you're right, yeah. You sit and watch it on TV, and you think, oh man, this, you know, that looks terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible what, what motivation Do you have to watch If no one's there At the game yeah, yeah. Um, So Yeah Yeah I can see your point I'm, I'm slightly torn On that one I think I, I would I'd probably agree With you there actually um, Yeah don't lock it down Be a bit more sensible About the choice uh, I think in the past there would have been, you know, when, when they made more of a deal of this sort of thing They would have said, need to have both the semi-finals at then So that the teams that go through are used to the pitch and all that sort of stuff That sort of stuff doesn't really apply anymore nah, I wouldn't um, so. so so in that respect, yeah, you could probably say, let's just be a bit more sensible about it This time, works fine, not much of a debate at all yeah. But we've seen in recent past some absolutely horrendous ticket sales Oh yeah you uh, know, we've
1: we, had Northern and Highland teams coming down to Glasgow, you know, and then both of them having to drive back, and I just that yeah. to me is is just ridiculous. Okay, well, I hate to put you in the spot, but I'm going to, so I, I suppose I don't hate it that much. <laughs> uh, how are we going to do this Sunday?
0: I think um, this is going to be a bit of a scrap. Actually, I think Motherwell will make it quite a physical game. It'll be tight. We will be very reliant upon. Um, Ryan Jack and Graham Dorans in midfield in terms of second balls because there'll be you know, a lot of headers won and they'll need to be strong in there just in front of defence and, and further forward um, I'm going to say we're going to win 2-0 but I think both of those goals are going to come in the second half and we're going to have to earn
1: it I fancy it's 3-1 because I do think mm, I do think that Motherwell will pose a threat especially can a set piece etc and just what you were saying earlier if you're firing in a lot of balls to a, a guy who is Talented, I'm confident because he scored against us. Pretty, you know, he's got a good record against us. Um, yeah. So I, I can see Mo bagging their goal, uh, which I doubt will be a consolation goal. Uh, but I think that it will be a game that's in the mixer for a long time. I don't think it will be a game that's done and dusted, you know, by half time or anything. I think that we'll eventually get there uh, with a goal to spare. So I would go for three-one. Okay, folks, then uh, just about to wrap up. Just to let you know a couple of bits of housekeeping that uh, obviously this week's Flag Chick show with Scott is available if you haven't listened to it yet please go back and do so but uh, also just to thank you because we announced on that that we are having a night on Saturday the 2nd of December at the Loudon Tavern it's our third live pod and we're being joined by uh, well pod legend now Kevin Thompson Uh, he's coming along and joining the boys that night and we put the tickets up for sale at 7 o'clock tonight and they sold out in three minutes and um, I'm genuinely stunned humbled by that uh, that that, that you guys did that for us, so thank you very very much, if you missed out on tickets we will be announcing plans for another one shortly, so please bear with us Um but but to the guys who did buy the tickets tonight, thank you, thank you very much. Um, I'd
0: like to take a chance just to congratulate you on that David because that is, that is brilliant, but I would also like to say that sold out in three minutes does sound like the name of your sex tape so... <laughs>
1: The, the the thing is is like people used to accuse me when I was at the RST of selling out, and the, there was never any fucking money. If there had been, <laughs> I'd have sold out. <laughs> I didn't get the opportunity. It wasn't you know wasn't a moral conviction that prevented me from doing it. It's just nobody ever offered, so uh, it was never really a, a condition. But yes, we we have sold it, and it's it's remarkable because uh, you know get a. Clearly, it's Kevin in this case, but uh, but the the appetite for our loyal listeners to hear, uh, as we were ta- talking about earlier, you know, me and my mates flirting is uh, it, it is always humbling and, and genuinely unbelievable and, and it's fantastic, so we'll make sure you get a cracking night, I promise you that if you're coming along, you will have a fantastic evening uh, at that, so we'll be back on probably Tuesday but Monday or Tuesday with this week's po- uh, next week's pod, uh, all plans are pointing to me being joined by Ian Hogg who's uh, returned from one of his many joints to Spain uh, I'd like to thank my guest today our debutant, I thought he'd done fantastically, Mr Alex uh, I was giving you your full name there, I was adding on an under right. Mr Alex Staff
0: uh, it's been my pleasure, David. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Um, Where can they follow and, uh, you on the, on the I Twitter? I
1: have them too much. No, you've you've been very good. Where can they follow you individually on the Twitter?
0: On Twitter individually, my handle is at Strider80.
1: I should point out that uh, that Alex is also as well a friend of a friend of mine. He's also one of our um, Scott's sad Lord of the Rings mates, and <laughs> um, hence that tell me your middle name.
0: The middle name is Aragon, Which is why I've got the, the Twitter handle
1: Strider Genuinely, um, that's true He was named after a book About fucking homosexual midgets And uh, I think it's a remarkable credit to his, to his strength as a person That he's turned out to be such a fine fellow That I would recommend him to a friend of mine <laughs>
0: you what, did, yes. Yeah, with
1: Although the what the words, with the words, you be careful. He's named after <laughs> a fucking Lord of the Rings character, so you, you can't have yeah. everything. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our executive producers in London, Mister Mike Lee and Miss Paul Miles. My name's David Edgar. I'll talk to you again after the week. Morning, the gels.
0: who get it done.